Hello and welcome to the first ever episode of 52 Writing Tips. My name is Sophie, I am a writer, I'm an aspiring author I suppose. Um, I've been writing seriously I would say for about eight years, probably non-seriously for maybe ah, two years more than that. Um, But if there's one thing that I've found about writing it's that you are never not in need of some additional help. Um, I'm constantly Googling things and trying to find new ways to do things. And this year I decided I would set myself a little project and come up with 52 writing tips that I can share with other people. So this is the first episode of that. And today we're going to talk about beginnings, uh, how to find your story's beginning, uh, which is probably quite apt given that this is the beginning of uh, this project for me. Uh, So I figured we'd look at beginnings and where to find them because contrary to popular belief, I think beginnings are actually really difficult to stumble across as a writer. Uh, Now I'm talking about books, uh, writing novels or short stories. I... I'm not entirely sure how hard it is to to start a poem. I've always been terrible at poetry. Um, But book writing is something that I have been uh, doing for the last few years and something that I'm still learning an awful lot about. But let's talk about how to find your story's beginning. So I think one of the first things that you learn as a writer is that every story has to have a beginning, a middle and an end. The problem, of course, is in finding this beginning. Sometimes we get this idea, uh, but very rarely does the idea come with a fully fleshed out novel plan or short story plan. Sometimes the idea is the beginning, but more often than not, a beginning can be pretty elusive uh, and we we have to go looking for it. And I actually think that asking yourself, where does my story begin is a bit of a trick question because I think when you ask that question you tend to find yourself spiraling down a bit of a rabbit hole. I don't know if you've ever seen that uh, that scene in Benjamin Button where he kind of traces fate backwards and says well if this hadn't happened then this wouldn't happen and if this didn't happen then this wouldn't happen and there's this series of complicated and unlikely events that all had to align in order for this character. I'm not going to spoil the movie for you but in order for this character to basically leave the dance studio at precisely the wrong time and I think if you ask yourself where does my story begin it tends to lead you backwards it tends to lead you thinking about your protagonist and thinking about where that story began for them now of course any good protagonist has a good backstory and any good backstory haunts any good protagonist But does that mean that that is where your story should start? Does your story start with maybe your character getting that set of braces that means they're cruelly ridiculed, which means they reject advancements or offers of friendship, perhaps out of fear of them being false, uh, which means that maybe when the handsome stranger starts staring at them in the supermarket, they run away. Is that the beginning of our story all the way back there in the backstory realm. Well, you see, I think a lot of people would start there. They think chronologically because we are chronological beings. We, you know, we tend to live life in a very linear fashion. So the beginning is, you know, they were born or maybe when they were a child. I actually think the problem lies in in the question. We're asking ourselves the wrong question when we say, where's our story beginning? And I think if we change the question, we can find a much quicker, simpler answer for where to start our story. 
So here's a bit of a cheat, a bit of a hack, a quick way to find your story's beginning. Instead of asking yourself, where does this story begin? Try asking yourself, what changes? At the beginning of every story, we have a protagonist living in their normal world and then something, a debt collection letter, the death of a loved one, a breakup, a chance meeting, something sparks a domino that will take the reader down the rabbit hole. So the question isn't so much of where does the story begin, but the question is more about what changes. What is the thing that propels your character into the sequence of events that are going to happen in your story? What is the thing that takes them out of this normal life that they live and starts thrusting them into this domino sequence? So instead of looking for the beginning, I think what we need to do is look for the change. Now, how do we find the change? And have we just swapped the search of one relatively difficult thing to find for another? I don't think so. I actually think that finding something that changes with your novel is is a lot easier than finding this elusive beginning spot. I think the difference being that finding the first big change is a little bit simpler than finding where you can begin your story. Because I think most of us think there are millions of different places. But by the end of this, hopefully you will only think that there is one. Now let's talk about this change and finding this first change, this first domino flick. Um, And let's have an example. So let's say you want to write a novel about a widow called Rosie, who, in getting to grips with losing her wife, discovers that her wife had a secret that threatened to change everything she thought she knew. Now, in this story, what could the change point be? What would be the beginning of Rosie's story? Truly the beginning. Would it be when Rosie met Jane? Would it be their first date in a car park or when Jane proposed to her in the rain? Or would it be the moment she discovers the locked drawer? Would it be the moment that she realizes that her wife even had a locked drawer? Now, there is a difference between your beginning and your character's backstory. Rosie's backstory is maybe something whereby she's triggered by betrayal and deceit. And that backstory is important, but it's not where the story starts. The reader doesn't necessarily want to go back into her history and trace her family tree and understand all of her haunting wounds. They want to find out what is in that drawer. And you'll find your beginning where you find that change. And if you're still having trouble finding your opening, if if sort of finding that change is still proving to be quite elusive, then maybe uh, you can start working backwards. Think about where your novel will end. So to go back to this Benjamin Button scene and, and use the if X hadn't happened, then Y would never have happened formally. So we can use that to try and trace it backwards to your beginning. Now, obviously, I've created a circular problem because if you don't know what your beginning is and you don't know what your end is, then this is going to be very tricky. But I'm just, I'm hoping that maybe you've got some idea of where where you want the novel to end up or maybe just the previous uh, formulae worked better for you. But let's let's try this one out for size and it also helps you to check whether you've, you've found the right change in the first place. So let's say at the end of the novel, I want Rosie to go and burn all of the photographs of her and Jane and throw her wedding ring into the ocean in a very Titanic-inspired scene. Now, let's think. What was the first step to get Rosie to throwing that wedding ring 
into the sea. What was the first domino? So was it her first day in the car park? Let's go, let's go all the way back and test it. So we'll put it into the formula of if X hadn't happened, then Y would never have da-da-da-da-da. So if Rosie and Jane had not had their first date in the car park, Rosie would have never discovered the truth. Mm, that doesn't really make sense, does it? So they're not, it's because they're not causally linked in a direct way. The first date in the car park does not necessarily lead Rosie to finding that locked drawer or the secrets that she will then discover in the course of the novel about Jane. I mean, they could have had their first date in Bermuda. The first date on its own is not what leads her to discovering the truth. It's important, obviously, if Rosie had never met Jane, then, you know, she probably wouldn't be that invested in finding out what's in the locked drawer. Uh, but that kind of a, a relationship, especially if the, the theme of the novel is something else, that kind of relationship is a given. We don't need to start necessarily from all the way back there unless that in and of itself is super important so the first day on its own is not what leads her to discovering the truth the locked drawer is and let's test it we can use that same formula to test it if Rosie had not found the locked drawer Rosie would have never discovered the truth now that kind of makes sense it makes sense as a place where the story could begin Rosie finding the drawer and then throughout the period of the novel she's unraveling this kind of web of lies and it makes more sense beginning with the with the locked drawer than it does to begin with say the first date or with say her getting braces when she was younger so we seem to have found the first domino and we seem to have found the first domino by looking for the change first of all and also by figuring out what the end result needs to be and whether or not that change is the first domino. Now, what you might have done, if you're anything like me, is take that formula, run with it, and then come up with two beginnings. Um, which is always ironic, because I think sometimes it's hard enough to find one beginning, uh, and other times we find too many. So take the story of, uh, of Rosie and Jane, for example, I mean, using that same formula, you could take this one back a further step. If Jane had not died, then Rosie would never have discovered the truth. I mean, that's as good a place to start as the locked drawer, no? So then do we have to choose between the two? I would always say, and this is my advice, obviously the beautiful thing about writing is feel free to totally disregard it um, and follow your own gut instinct. But I always recommend choosing the most immediate beginning, the one with the, the clearest direct link to the dominoes. Play that storyline forwards and run the second beginning alongside it or as a backstory or as a flash forward or as an overlay. I mean, if we wanted to, we want, obviously we want the reader to know that Jane is dead, um, but we could do that. So we could have Rosie going to open this locked drawer we could have her realising that it's locked. We could have her maybe remembering Jane sitting at her desk, her glasses sliding down her nose. I think as long as the reader feels Jane's ghost in the room, we don't need to necessarily sit with Rosie through the death or the funeral. I think we could, we could overlay it. What's the core, what's the key is the secret and the implications of that secret on their relationship. 
And that, I think, is a more direct causal link and a better place to begin. So then let's summarise. Where do you begin your novel when you have no idea of where to start? Begin your novel from the first moment of change. It should be the first domino that falls in the arc of your overall story, and it's the first step that, without which, the conclusion doesn't make any sense. You should be able to find the first change, and you should be able to test whether it is a good first change by using the formula. If opening scene had not happened, then main character would never have closing scene. If Jane had not found, if Rosie had not found the locked drawer, then Rosie would have never learned the truth about Jane. And that, I think, is how we start our novels. Not by asking ourselves, where do we start? But rather by asking ourselves, what is the first change? So that is it for my first tip out of 52. I'll be back here every single week giving you some kind of tip or another. I hope they are helpful. Um, If you enjoyed listening, please uh, leave a review and subscribe. And if you want to read more uh, tips and advice, just go to my website, www.sophie-writes.com. My name is Sophie and it's been a pleasure. I will uh, see you guys next week. Bye.